Welcome to episode three of this session series from the Georgia Chamber podcast. As always, we're your hosts, Kayla Robertson and Katie Duell. We have officially made it to the third week of the legislative session, January 22nd through the 26th, and the General Assembly has gathered every day this week, and they completed legislative days 6 through 10. This is actually the first episode that we've recorded inside of the Capitol, and it's my first time being in the Capitol at all this session, so I have to say I always forget just how quickly things get really busy here at the Capitol. I walked in this morning and the hallways are just full of lobbyists and interns running around and staff getting things prepared and visitors taking tours all over the place. So it's just a reminder to me of exactly how much work gets done in such a short amount of time. The legislative session is only 40 days. We're officially only 10 days into the session, but we've already seen right at about 400 bills and resolutions dropped already. Katie, can you talk about this 40-day legislative session and, you know, what are some of the pros and cons of having such a short time to get things done? First of all, the pro, especially in the past couple of years, has been knowing exactly when we're going to be in, when crossover day is, when signee die is, what days are committee work days, what days we're going to be on Fridays, because a lot of people, especially at the legislature, you know, they want to go home to their communities and their families because they dedicate so much time to being up here during the week. So, that's a pro this year and last year as well, just being able to kind of know what our, our session is going to look like. Cons, as you've experienced today, things are always moving. Things are very, very quick, as evident by our recording today. It's 11 a.m. on Thursday. We've got bills on the House and Senate floor right now. We've got an afternoon full of committee meetings. And then we still have another legislative day tomorrow. So by the time y'all are listening to this podcast, things will be different. But we're here to deliver what we can right now at this moment in time. Of course, on top of monitoring all these new bills that are dropping every day, we've also got to keep our eyes peeled on bills that are already out there. They can be amended. They can be substituted at a moment's notice, completely changing what those bills do. So we're busy just staying on top of all of that, but keeps us employed and keeps our jobs fun. And speaking of those 400 bills, we've seen movement on a few of our 2024 legislative priorities this week. On Wednesday, January 24th, Speaker Burns and several members of House leadership announced a package of legislation that's going to aim to provide tax relief for Georgia's families. So these changes to tax policy are kind of serving as a stepping stone for us as we look for solutions to Georgia's workforce housing shortage as well as the child care shortage and, and just access to home ownership in general. But Katie is our in-house tax expert, so I'm just going to let her explain exactly what these bills will do. In-house tax expert may be a little bit of a swing, but I'm here to try to answer as many questions as I can. This week we had a really big announcement from Speaker John Burns and House Ways and Means Chairman Shaw Blackman. They held a press conference on Wednesday announcing a package of proposed legislation that will bring major tax relief to Georgians and their families. Combined, if approved, this legislation could save Georgians hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes. I'll talk through a couple of these pieces of legislation or proposed legislation and what impact they'll have on our citizens. First, State Representative Lauren Daniel of Locust Grove is going to be sponsoring some legislation that would increase the child tax deduction from $3,000 to $4,000. Of course, we've got rising child care costs with inflation And this legislation would allow for an additional $1,000 deduction per child, which could alleviate some of those costs for parents. And Lauren Daniel's been a really big advocate for child care and and the family unit as a whole. She has been seen this week carrying her newborn baby around the Capitol. So it's really nice to see her being able to to take a, a piece of legislation on something that means so much to her and her family. 
Next, State Representative Matt Reeves of Duluth will be sponsoring some legislation that would double the homestead exemption from $2,000 to $4,000, again, delivering some important relief to homeowners across the state. Our chairman of the House Ways um, and Means Committee, Shaw Blackman, is going to be sponsoring some legislation that would remove the cap on the revenue shortfall reserve, which would allow for the state to save responsibly, build its reserves, and provide more taxpayer relief to Georgia families, both in the short term and the long term. As you know, right now we've got about $16 billion in that reserve, so that would allow for us to continue saving up and be able to use those funds in ways that are most beneficial to the state. Finally, the governor's floor leader, Lauren McDonald of Cumming, is sponsoring legislation that will continue building on the House-led historical tax cut by accelerating this cut to the state income tax from 5.75% to 5.39%, which would return another billion dollars to Georgia taxpayers. And of course, we want to thank Speaker Burns, Chairman Blackman, Representative Daniel, Representative Reeves, and Representative McDonald for their dedication to these issues and for providing this much-needed financial relief to Georgia families. Another topic that we've discussed several times in the last couple of episodes is infrastructure, and it's going to continue to be a topic of discussion not just throughout the rest of this session, but most likely throughout the rest of 2024 and beyond. On Wednesday night, the Georgia Transportation Alliance hosted their annual State of Transportation reception over at Norfolk Southern, and we had nearly 300 business executives, elected officials, and other leaders in the industry attending the reception. We wanted to reiterate our gratitude to those individuals who have partnered with the Chamber and the Georgia Transportation Alliance in making progress on our transportation and logistics infrastructure. It was really great to have so many of our friends in the transportation space join us last night. We also had close to 50 legislators come out to Norfolk Southern, um, and we want to thank them for their hospitality and hosting our event, and it was such a beautiful building, so we were really appreciative of them for that. And again, I just want to reiterate, like you said, our appreciation to the governor for his $1.5 billion investment in freight and logistics infrastructure. We at the Georgia Transportation Alliance have been working with our local chambers to express our support for this investment statewide. If you are a member of a local chamber and are interested in sharing your support, please feel free to reach out to our team. We'd be happy to provide you with verbiage and graphics to use in social media posts, again, to just show the administration our gratitude for this really historical investment. And we'll be happy to provide our contact information in the notes of today's episode. Absolutely. And our Government Affairs Council has really hit the ground running this week. I know y'all have already held a few of the subcommittee meetings Can you discuss any of the legislation taken up in those committees? Yes, we have had a few subcommittee meetings this week, and as you know, we just wrapped up a couple here before we started recording. This morning, our Business, Industry, and Manufacturing Committee met and took up two bills, House Bill 880 and House Bill 501. They were both approved out of committee. Of course, they'll have to go through our executive committee to be ratified for full chamber support, but right now, things are looking good. First is House Bill 880 by Bethany Ballard, and this is just a bill surrounding occupational licensing for military spouses. Our hub chamber council is made up of of those hub communities throughout the state, and a number of them have military installations. They have shown support for this bill in particular. It removes barriers to employment and is, is just really helpful given the workforce shortages in our state. It allows for military spouses to be able to come into Georgia from other states and be able to continue working in their fields. This really helps healthcare in particular, nurses, doctors, et cetera, who are coming into Georgia with their spouses in the military. So we're looking forward to hopefully supporting that bill further. And then we also had, as I mentioned, House Bill 501, and this is surrounding employment of minors at the age of 14 and 
that's not, you know, putting them straight into the workforce. <laughs> it's, it's those summer jobs, the lawn care, the fast food jobs, et cetera, that give those kids that workforce experience and those life skills necessary to be able to enter the workforce following high school graduation or college graduation or technical school graduation just really develops those skills and preempts the local government from providing any kind of restrictions that would keep them from entering the workforce at that age. Mm -hmm. Like I said, those bills passed out of the Business Industry and Manufacturing Committee and will now go to our executive committee next week. We also had a GAC education meeting this morning where we took up House Bill 982, which is a governor's bill by uh, Representative Matt Gamble, and it just focuses on high-demand career lists and requiring the State Workforce Development Board to prioritize these most critical workforce needs in the state. This, of course, will have an impact on funding priorities, but also expands our workforce and our, our access to education. Like I said, we've had a couple meetings this week, and we've already got a few on the docket for next week, and we'll continue taking up legislation of significance to the business community as we enter Legislative Day 11 this upcoming Monday. Wonderful. Well, I know that I'm looking forward to getting an update next week on how all of those legislative meetings went and updates on those bills. So this has been Episode 3 of the session series. Katie, thank you so much for the update, and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the Georgia Chamber podcast so you never miss an episode. Thanks, guys.